This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Who knew that Canada's food guide could become an election issue, let alone a partisan one? That's what happened with Conservative leader Andrew Scheer saying it is ideologically driven. And he's promising to take a second look at the guide, which was 12 years in the making, if he is elected. Now, Scheer was speaking to an audience of dairy farmers, and that's an audience that has been very, very good to him, actually clinching the leadership race for him because they didn't like that the then frontrunner, Maxime Bernier, had a stand on supply management. He wanted to get rid of it. So the food guide recommends water as the top drink of choice, even though if you read further down in the food guide, it does say that low fat milk is a healthy alternative. But here's what Andrew Shear actually said about a very high fat dairy option. I truly do believe that chocolate milk saved my son's life. <laughs> um, he is the pickiest eater you've ever met. The idea that these types of products that we've been drinking as human beings and eating as human beings for millennia, that, that now all of a sudden they're, they're unhealthy, it's, it's ridiculous. And the idea that the government has a role to play in putting those types of things on the front of packages, I don't need the government to come along and put a big red sticker on something just because somebody in an office thought that, uh, that I shouldn't be eating that. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure how many millennia we've been <laughs> drinking chocolate milk for, but he said a lot of other things, that the guide's not based on science, that there was no consultation with the industry, and neither of those charges are true, and I want to hear from you. So first of all, have you changed your eating or adapted your eating because of the food guide, and what do you think of this politicization of it? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Right now in studio, I'd like to welcome Rose Reisman, author and nutritionist, and on the line, Sylvain Charlebois, Senior Director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. Welcome to you both. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, let's start with you, Sylvain. Has the food guide been weaponized here? Uh, yes, <laughs> I would say yes, uh, definitely. Uh, what Mr. Shear said last week is... Uh, is dangerous because I actually do believe that there was a lot of science uh, to uh, given to the process. Uh, not all the science, that's another debate, but uh, the process was indeed scientific. And, and, and not to allow industry to play an active role uh, was a prudent choice. However, I would say um, in, in Mr. Shear's defense that perhaps uh, some of the research um, commissioned by the industry uh, should be recognized in the process because there's, uh, I mean, myself uh, and many of my colleagues uh, have to obey to a strict ethical rules around conflict of interest, uh, how research is funded. And, and so that, that filter really allows the research to 
have some credibility and, and to basically just push aside, brush aside millions of dollars of research uh, may not be great, but at the same time, you need peer review, peer reviewed uh, science in order to support uh, the elaboration of the, of the food guide. So no, I don't believe that the process was, was ideologically driven and yes, there was bias because everyone is always biased on anything, but there was bias towards science. And that, that's a good thing. Uh, Rose Reisman, uh, again, <clears throat> do you believe that it was weaponized? Um, you know, I think it's, again, political. And I hate to compare herself to our American neighbors. But to get a vote, people will say anything. It's, it is one of the most ridiculous comments I've ever heard. Because we're not a healthy nation right now. And I think it's great if his child loved chocolate milk and saved his life. Okay, but you believe that chocolate no, milk saved not at his all, life? Not at all. I know raising four kids, there wasn't chocolate milk in my home. Uh, I then made the mistake of giving them juice because Canada's food guide said a juice is equivalent to half a fruit serving. Now we know it may have given them cavities. We know that it wasn't as good as what we thought it was. My daughter, who's got young children, raises them on water. And the food guide's not telling you not to drink milk, not to have meat. They're saying, let's play down the level a bit and let's not get these industries pay for their advertisements on these guides. I am so happy this is happening. Uh, now, uh, on, on the question of milk, uh, the guide further down does say low fat milk yeah. is a healthy alternative. Yeah. Uh, Harvard Public School of Health says uh, that uh, milk should be consumed in moderation. And I don't think they meant chocolate milk, Sylvain. How nutritious is it? <laughs> right. We all know that chocolate milk is, is a matter of survival, right? <laughs> uh, now, again, uh, I, I think that Mr. Shear uh, meant to say that uh, a bit as a joke, but he is he is the leader of a federal party and, and quite influential uh, to suggest that his son's life was, uh, was saved by milk chocolate is, is frankly a disservice to, to dairy farmers themselves. Uh, they actually do produce a wholesome, natural product called milk, and milk is used in thousands of healthy products out there. And, uh, and to suggest that milk chocolate is, is important, uh, or even as important as milk itself is, uh, is honestly a mistake. And I think he's going to pay for it for a while. Now, uh, this, uh, business about whether the dairy industry was ignored, Rose, I mean, I think in the final stage of consultation, they stayed away from lobby groups, but but there were all kinds of consultations for years beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and let's take a look at the fact that lactose and, and lactose intolerance, I, my catering program does a whole program for young children. I cannot tell you how many incidences of lactose intolerances where we have to be giving plant milk or another kind of milk. So 65% of the human population has has an ability not to be able to digest 65 65 of the human population that tells you something and again we're not saying not to have milk we're saying look at alternatives the fact that dairy was an entire food group with today's population is ridiculous it now falls under protein which i think is great and it says you know lower fat dairy have some cheese uh, but also look at alternatives more plant-based milks and i think that that's very important to look at um, Sylvain, uh, how important is the food guide? Do you find that people actually pay attention to it? 
no, the formal one, no, because uh, we actually did a survey on this uh, back in March, and uh, and the food guide as a document, uh, influential document when it comes to nutrition, is ranked sixth overall, uh, behind cookbooks and uh, pamphlets uh, uh, produced by celebrities, and and so the the food guide wasn't overly influential. Uh, for two, for a couple of reasons. One, it, it became obsolete, to be honest, and it was very dated. The last one actually uh, goes back to 2007. Things have changed. Now, uh, now with this new guide, we actually uh, went back to the field and uh, asked uh, Canadians just a month ago whether or not they actually have changed their food habits as a result of of some recommendations provided by the new food guide, and 34% of Canadians have actually acknowledged uh, that they have made some changes and some tweaks to their diets as a result of what was recommended in this new food guide. So I think it was not overly influential for a long time, but it is, it is actually gaining more attention. Wow, I'm surprised, yeah. Rose. And, and let me just add to that, because for listeners who may not really know what the new food guide is, because I always ask people, I say, you know, I'll give you a dozen books if you can tell me what the new, the old food guide is and tell me the servings and the sizes. Nobody can answer it. Really simply, just for people who don't know, the new food guide is basically based on, look at your plate. Half your plate should be fruits and vegetables. A quarter of it should be whole grains and a quarter of it protein simple so it's easy to understand yeah and 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 so then as you know what are we saying we're saying have a more plant-based diet with beans legumes ancient grains and instead of having that big honking you know 12 ounce steak take that steak and divide it three ways or four ways wow okay but put it over this luscious grain or vegetable bean salad and I think people went really crazy when we got Beyond Meat, the veggie burgers, the pea protein. You know, they've gone off the Richter scale in terms of popularity. Why? Because people are hearing a plant-based diet. So I think there's been not even a lot of promotion on this, but people are understanding we have to eat more plants. And let's not forget about the fact that it's better for our environment. We keep forgetting that aspect. Well, it's interesting you're mentioning those uh, Beyond Meat or whatever. Yeah. I think people are trying them because, to be honest, yeah. I've heard a lot of people trying them. Yeah. I haven't gotten around to Neither it yet. Have I. But, but uh <laughs> I also hear most of them saying, ah, I don't really like it. Interesting, because they're looking for meat. But, but, you know, the other thing, Libby, also is the, the new food guide is trying to get us away from, one, processed foods. Chocolate milk is a processed food. I'm sorry, read the ingredients. You got 20 ingredients there, sugar, corn syrup, everything else. We're trying to get away from processed foods. And I think we have, I think Sylvania will agree, we have an obesity epidemic with children and adults in this country, a diabetes type 2 epidemic. This is from outside food. The new food guide is trying to get you to cook simply and sit down as a family together to break bread. And that's important for so many other things beyond the food. Let's hear from Darko in Etobicoke. Hi, Darko. Yeah, not all dairies are equal either. You know, like these animals that feed off the grass, which is what they, they're supposed to do, the milk and the cheese will be better. And, well, know, we, we, can, we can hardly hear you. Where are you calling from? Etobicoke. Okay, are you uh, on your try again? Selfful. Yes. Can you hear me better now? Yes, a little bit, yeah. Okay, yeah, so like not all dairies are equal. You know, like basically the food chain starts with, with green. So I don't, I don't, most animals will eat some type of green, whether it's grass or plankton, and 
thus it's going to give you better milk. It's going to give you better fish. It's going to give you all sorts of better things, right? Like, and if you, you know, like even in terms of lactose, like Swiss cheese, like Gruyere and Mentholer is, is very low in, in lactose for whatever reason. I don't know. And maybe if you buy this industrial cheese that they sell, a lot of them have modified milk ingredients. Maybe it has more lactose and more people are sensitive to that. But, you know, you have to listen to your body when you eat something. If you feel, if your energy drops, if you, you know, get a stomach ache, start tracking what you do and figure out what works for you. But lots of times, it's, you know, we come from a long line of people who eat a particular way. You know, I'm part English, part uh, from the Balkans. So, you know, my people had a certain diet over the years. Some people never had milk. Um, so they're they're not going to have the digestive enzymes to cope with it. So you got to switch. Um, but as far as one kind of food guide and this thing, which really gets me is this five to 10 fruits and vegetables where they lump it all together. You know, I can eat 10 servings of mango or peaches a day, and it's not going to be a great diet because people don't want to eat vegetables. And it's not so much always what you eat, but it's what you're not eating. And okay, Darko. Eat vegetables. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so does it make a difference? I mean, uh, with dairy and with eggs, I mean, you see, uh, the mass produced kind that are reasonably priced and then you see really expensive free run, free range, grass fed. Uh, Does it all make a difference, Rose? Um, you know, I, I think overall, like, you know, when I look at free range and, and what does it mean? It means it's let out of its cage. Is somebody really timing how long the chickens are running? I, I think that in general, if we all could eat organic, sure, that'd be great. I know it's too expensive for people. So let's say with salmon, I don't buy organic salmon, but when I buy the Atlantic, I make sure I don't have it seven days a week because I know there are contaminants in it. So or make sure does it doesn't make it with fish, Sylvain, if you buy wild as opposed to farmed? It's better. Okay. That, well, that's the one thing that uh, we need to discuss here is, is the cost of food. Of course, right. back in March, uh, uh, our our lab, uh, along with the University of Guelph in Ontario, partner we partnered together and worked on the economics of the food guide. We basically tried to evaluate whether the new food guide is actually affordable, yes. and uh, and affordability is actually key here. I think uh, just look at produce. Produce is up seventeen percent year to year. Yep, and half of that plate is filled with produce. So we have to look into the affordability of the food guide. What we actually noticed in our study was that the new food guide is actually cheaper than the old one. Uh, by So if a family of four chooses to follow the new food guide, it will save a dollar and 48 a day yeah. if you compare both. However, uh, and, and this is a big however, uh, by 2021, in a couple of years, uh, if trends remain the same, uh, vegetable proteins and produce will be more expensive and the cost of the new food guide will exceed the cost of the old one. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's all interesting. I mean, I think part of the problem is that people don't cook anymore because if you cook from scratch, it's still going to be cheaper than if you buy something that is prepared or or even semi-prepared. Now right. there are a lot of shortcut things that you can buy. Right. And, you know, and I think also, 
So then when you look at this, I, I did a report where I, I based three meals a day and snacks and came out to, it was like $4 a day for one person. And what you have to do is do everything from looking at sales, um, going on, on the website to find out where you can buy the most inexpensive cuts of meat, buying frozen vegetables, which is not a big deal, buying stuff in, in season. Looks like that's an, ex- an extra job for people. I get it. But I think if our health is not number one, I don't know what else we have. Okay. And on that subject, I'd like to hear from Donna in Wingfleet. Hi, Donna. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm a senior on a very limited income, and I I just can't afford the price of those vegetables in the grocery store. Like the Brussels sprouts are like $4 a pound. Sweet potatoes are two dollars a pound. The celery, like six dollars. Right, but so can you look at the vegetables you can afford? Then that's what I look at. I look to see where the sales are, and maybe I'll start cooking with you know a vegetable that maybe I haven't used, or a zucchini, or an eggplant, um, or some kind of squash that might be on sale. Because when I did this report, no, I was shocked. Is- very expensive. Yeah, well, so not not at the moment. Not, because that's uh, right. So you've like got the, summer squash, which is quite inexpensive right yeah, now, veg- is, and vegetable marrow because there's tons and tons of it around. It's all being harvested right, right now. Right. So I mean, it's a, it's a great time of year right now, and if not frozen, frozen is, well, is I, more I won't nutritious. Be fruits and vegetables until my tomatoes come ripe on my plants because that's all I've got growing. Right. It's tomatoes and what else? And, and onions. That's all I was able to grow, but. No, I think in general, it's just, it's way too expensive. So how do you eat now? What do you do for your meals for fruits and vegetables? Well, I went to the food bank and they don't give you um, fresh fruits and vegetables. Right, right. They just give you canned goods. Right. And I, I don't like canned goods mostly because of the, the sodium. The I ever use are like canned tomatoes if I don't have any of my own. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, tuna and things like that. I don't right. eat red meat. Right. But, you know, you could buy a bag of apples. And, and I was, again, shocked to see a bag of apples coming out to being 28 cents an apple. So, oh, well, I, that's one thing I have is can, I can my own apple sauce. Okay, that's great. So I have that, and I have canned peaches. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to end soon. Right. You know, they're not going to last forever. Right. But I'm just saying, in general, um, the stuff that should be cheap now, even in July, is very expensive. Uh, you know, um, I know that it's, you know, it's an extra step, but if you look around, I think that you'll be able to find certain things at, right. at certain places on right. sale, especially if there are big harvests like, right. like the zucchini. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I hear you. It's, it's, it's hard to get by on a fixed income. Um, like, but I pay all my bills. I'm lucky if I have a hundred dollars left. Yeah. Thank and you. And I'm being really lucky. Well, so, thank- yeah, no, it's very difficult, but I'll get through it. My tomatoes will be right soon, and um, and I already have a pepper ready, almost ready to pick. Okay, thank I'll you for by. that. Thank you for taking my call. Okay. okay. Bye now. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, Sylvain, uh, you are on the road. What would you like to uh, leave us with on this? Well, I, I'd like to leave you with one thing I don't like about the food guide. <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the uh, rhetoric around processed foods. Uh, you know, I, I actually interact with a lot of processors out there, uh, in the, specifically in the GTA and the Cambridge area. 
And uh, there's lots of companies out there who actually do manufacture good, healthy, high-quality products. And and the food guide uses the term ultra-processed foods, which is really a, a term that was coined by a Brazilian pediatrician about 15, 20 years ago. And we seem to be painting all processed foods with the same brush. And, and I think we need to be careful here because I actually look at uh, the market uh, regularly, and there are more and more great products that can actually allow people to save time. Uh, it was mentioned earlier, people don't cook as much. People don't have time to spend time to, to, to spend in, in the kitchen as much for, for a variety of reasons. Uh, the processing industry employs over 300,000 people in Canada to do one thing, provide us with convenience and healthy products. I, I agree some of these products out there are um, are are not good. And they're filled with sodium and fat and sugar, mm-hmm. but there are lots of great products out there that actually can serve us well. Such as? Such as? Oh, well, there's. I, I don't want to name one product or its product, but if you actually look around, whether it's at a farmer's market or in your favorite grocery store, uh, if you work very hard, if you look closely at the ingredient list, uh, some of them actually have very short ingredient lists now because they know that consumers are looking for natural products. They're, they're not looking for, for, for products that are too processed or have too many, um, you know, ingredients you can't, you can't really pronounce. And, and so the industry is very, very concerned about that and they're making changes. Okay. Sylvain, thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure. Okay. And we continue with Rose Reisman and we will be taking more of your calls. Uh, So, and, and there was, I'm trying to remember, I think it was World Health Organization Mm -hmm. that said processed food is, is carcinogenic. Right. Basically. Yeah. So what type of a processed food would be okay, for instance? Okay. So what's not okay when they're talking about carcinogenic, Mm -hmm. that's the smoked meats, Mm -hmm. the processed meats. All the yummy stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at everything's processed out there. Our bread's processed, but you know, when I buy bread, I'll, I'll look at a make like a Dempster's where it will say a hundred percent whole wheat flour, whole grain. Look at the ingredients. And you know what? Like Sylvan was saying, there's might be five ingredients. When I look at a processed bread that doesn't have whole grains, you might see 15 ingredients. So I do look at the ingredients. I know people have to have an understanding of what an ingredient means. And sometimes even though if you can't pronounce it, it still might be okay. But, you know, just Googling and finding like a 101 on what labels to look for is important. But I think buying processed food like breads, you have to do that. Tortillas, you have to do that. You're not going to make your own. Um, you know, what I'd love people doing is just trying to increase canned beans, lentils, uh, some soy products. Like these are the kind of foods that will really fill you up. You'll be shocked how full you are without having to eat everyday chicken, meat, pork, or lamb. And I think we're really just trying to cut back from there and increase these veggies and beans and alternative foods. Okay. Well, one of the other things that Sheer was talking about was, uh, you know, the labeling requirements. And I know when I'm mm-hmm. buying, and some, yeah. sometimes the difference in products is shocking. You know, if I'm buying a can of tomatoes, you know, right. one of them will have 
a, a vast amount of sodium right. and the other one will have nothing. Right. So what you want to do is try to buy the one with nothing. Right. And I, I let people know that. Add what you need. Exactly. Like blood pressure does not come. High blood pressure doesn't come from the salt shaker at home. It comes from processed right. foods, canned and boxed. So when I end up buying a tomato sauce, I'll look for one that's got a lower sodium. Guess what? It means it's not that tasty. I'll add some of my own sea salt to it at the end of my cooking process. It's outstanding. But if I let them put all the salt in, it is killing us. Yep. And we're, we let's not forget we do have a health problem in this country. We can't ignore that. And one of the reasons is what we're eating and what we're raising our children to eat. Okay, let's take a call from Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Yeah, you were asking if people pay, if people pay attention to it. I do not, the, the food guide. As I'm, I just had, on yesterday or, you know, Saturday, I went to a cardiologist because I had some, some, op- uh, an operation a couple of years ago. So, or, and I just went and had all my tests and they come back good. And I said to him, I'm surprised. And he said, why? He said, because I'm the world's worst eater. I eat nothing but junk food. I'll go through a tub of Hagen Dazs or, or <laughs> Ben and Jerry's a day. I'm not joking. There's 20 of them. Well, is, it, is this 10, your but, recommended diet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's not recommended. But he told me he says it doesn't. Affect are you me. overweight? But what I do, and people talk about the Bob, cost are you of, are you overweight? No, I okay. weigh 191 pounds, and which is I'm not overweight. No, I'm fine, and I'm 77 years old, and I'm in good shape, and I can still you know do a day's work. But the point is this. And and I, I got to tell you about an incident. The other day, I was in Sault Ste. Marie. We went for for a meal in a restaurant with a diamond driller, myself. And we looked at the menu and the specials, and there were three specials. And one of them, I think, was some sort of a salad. It was, um, it was we're all the same price, $11.40. The one was 460 calories. Another one, I don't pay attention to what it was. You're going to tell there. me the salad was the highest in calories. It was the lowest. Was the lowest. Yeah. Okay, sometimes you have to watch with the salad. The salad can I, be the I, I highest in calories. The other one was a pasta dish, and it was the same. It was um, 960 calories. And the third one was a um, shepherd's pie, and it was 1,160 calories, all the same price. So I said to the driller, when you're ordering a meal, order for the same dollar value whatever is the highest calorie. Why? Because calories are energy. That's what we, how we, we, we live, we breathe. If we don't have energy, so I bought the shepherd's pie. It was really, really good. It was 1,160 calories. Did I care? No, because if I bought the 400 one, I'd probably have to eat before I got back to Toronto. You know, Bob, but that, that that's not really true because it's what you put in your food and, and just bless your genetics because I know, you've got great I mean, genetics. To me, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, don't do what he says and yeah, don't yeah. do what he does. God bless That's those what we'll genes. say about you, Bob. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What can I say? Uh, so, what should we take away from this, Rose? I mean, uh, you know, the, there's the whole issue of politicizing it like yeah, that. Yeah. That's just speaking to his base. A- absolutely. Uh, Not unlike our fellow in the States. Um, I think that we have to look at the health situation of Canadians. It's not a pretty picture. We don't have the money even in this country to keep, you know, paying for what people are going through today. And 
I think one of the ways, you know, like Bob has great genes. Most people don't. Most people, you eat and drink the wrong foods, you're going to be ill. Well, he also said he had some kind of heart op- operation. Absolutely. Yeah, well, so, that might have had something to do with so, the diet. And and it's not about calories. It's really about looking at what is on that plate. And, and the cleaner it is, the more home-based it is, the lack of stuff you go, I don't know what that is, that's where you run into trouble. But, you know... Calories are old fashioned, but they still count. So, absolutely. So, uh, and you're supposed to eat less as you get older. Right. So, uh, before we go, um, a, a woman should eat what, 1800 a day or No, something? not even that much unless she's working out 1200. Mm-hmm. We are, we have a meal plan at my catering and we put people who don't work out on 1200 calories. If they're working out 1500 to 1800, but as you get older and you're more sedentary, this is why the weight comes on as well. So I, I also say equate this food guide with activity. You got to move. Everybody's got to do something. Doesn't mean you have to go to a gym. You just have to move. Get those and little, for a man um, calories. Oh, we're we're looking there about eighteen hundred calories. We'll put men on about eighteen hundred calories. Okay, that's uh, you know, if you want your shepherd's pie to be most yes. of what you eat in the day, yes. then go yes. right ahead. Yes, and you can probably make it at home for a lot fewer calories. Oh, you can, you can. Yeah. You know, today, you know, yeah. you got cauliflower, um, Libby, cauliflower rice instead of the mashed mm-hmm. potatoes. It's to die for. It's unbelievable on a shepherd's pie. That's <laughs> really, really. I'm rolling she's my making eyes going. On that. Okay, we'll wait, Rose, to okay. try that. <laughs> okay, Rose Reisman, uh, thank you so much. And thank you. And you, you have a book coming out based yeah, on the food yeah, guide. Yeah, so I have to say, Andrew, I really want you to buy my book in the new year. <laughs> Maybe send him a copy. Him, because this excited me so much when it came out that I said, my next book is going to be based on how people will understand how to eat. The recipes are simple. It's everything from the Instapot to sheet pan recipes. But every meal is based on the new food guide, and it is delicious. And I, you will not be hungry. Okay. Rose Reisman, thanks so much for joining us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.